when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to welcome Dr. Alan Hathcock, Chief Executive Officer and Medical Director of Northern Colorado Hospitalists. Alan, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Laura. Great to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the healthcare space, and I'm really interested to get your perspective. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Uh, I'm a physician by training, uh, and I currently run a large physician-owned independent uh, regional hospital medicine group in northern Colorado. Uh, We partner with University of Colorado Health Hospitals here in the north, and I'm also the vice chief of staff of our largest hospital uh, called Medical Center of the Rockies. So um, a lot of uh, experience in the practical side of healthcare as well as the practice management side. So uh, great to be here. Perfect. Well, let's dive right into our conversation. I'm excited to know, you know, what are some of the big things and issues that you're following in healthcare today, especially headed into 2023, which is, you know, just a very unique year within the healthcare space? You know, I think there's so much going on uh, in healthcare at any given moment and and no more than in the past, I would say, three years uh, with the pandemic, I think as a as a leader, especially in hospital medicine and then hospitals in general, um, I think right now on the forefront of my mind, at least, is is you really provider, individual provider and leader kind of burnout and retention and recruitment. So everything around that space um, are, are sort of the the main, I'd say, fo- focuses uh, that I, I can think of right now um, that I, it sort of keeps me up at night, so to speak, um, just trying to figure out the best way to handle each of those each of those different things. Um, I think that kind of goes right along with the staffing challenges uh, that do exist right now and obviously are confronting every healthcare leader uh, in the U.S. at this point in time. That's a really great point and definitely, you know, a lot happening in those areas. And when you think about the workforce challenges and staffing issues, um, obviously not unique to, to you, um, but lots of organizations going through it. However, you know, tackling those issues is, is a different beast. So is there anything that you're planning on doing differently um, in the coming year to hopefully meet some of the needs of the organization as well as, um, you know, boost the workforce? It's a great question, Laura, and I think, you know, to, to answer it briefly, um, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think our approach is to sort of, you know, just review the entire process all the way from, you know, how we recruit uh, to how we retain people and look at each individual element of that. And then also look at people that, that do end up leaving an organization, right? We know that even great organizations, people are going to leave and trying to, to, to really learn from those things like we have, have not really done before, I would say, in a new way with a new lens. I think looking at, at compensation differently, you know, I think so frequently we look at compensation from a monetary standpoint, but there's also plenty of other ways we can compensate people with time. You know, people really want time, time away, um, whether or not you can implement programs where people can have more time away, um, even just daily processes that would help to retain people, for example, or even recruit people by 
by making workloads shifted, changed, lessened. You know, I think all of that we're, we're trying to look at. Um, and then in addition for leaders, things like career development, which we've talked about for a long time as a healthcare community, but I think more than ever, it's been really tough to be a leader the last few years through the pandemic. And I know that leaders, just as much as, as all of our frontline providers are are exhausted. And so we need to look at how to support them and how to develop them further. So you know, I think those are the different, a few of the different elements, at least, that we're looking at. Got it. That makes a lot of sense and is really helpful to know and, and think about. Now, obviously, there's a lot going on and a lot ahead. So what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? Um, I guess what makes me excited is just the fact that, you know, I've experienced and that during this, like I keep going back to the last three years, but clearly in my career, it's been the most challenging three years to be an inpatient uh, physician and lead an inpatient group. And I think it makes me excited to be with the current physicians and leaders that I that I have in my group, as well as the healthcare system at UC Health that that continue to press on, really focused on taking care of patients, um, in addition to really taking care of each other throughout this whole last three years. And so I think that 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 kind of foundation really allows for excitement for the future because as we sort of are at this new new phase, so to speak, I think that that group of people um, that collectively have weathered a very dramatic storm uh, have still maintained this this focus on what we are supposed to do, which is that taking care of that patient. And I think that if we can do that, um, and then we can also continue taking care of each other in new ways, like we just talked about, I think those that really gets me excited because I know people are exhausted. And so the fact that we've been able to kind of overcome this adversity gives me a lot of excitement and hope. Um, and I think healthcare innovation also gets me really excited. You know, I think about the different ways we can deliver care that might even be better uh, to our patients, whether that be, you know, telehealth or, or home delivering kind of acute care at home or, or streamlining documentation for our providers. I think all that stuff makes me excited. Um, and I think the nervous piece, uh, the changing pandemic uh, makes me excited because, you know, hopefully the peaks aren't as high in the, in the future and the, the, the uh, kind of overall flow is a little bit lower, but at the same time, um, it makes me nervous because we don't really know what what is in store from from both the pandemic and other volumes and things like that. So I think it's that sort of a double edged double edged sword when it comes to thinking about how that uh, has evolved over the past few years and, and maybe what we're going to be going into in the future. So I think those are just a few things. Obviously, a little bit nervous about staffing and and how we can continue to boost staffing in hospitals and healthcare systems and retain staff. So I think all those, all those things are wrapped together. Absolutely. I, I think that is definitely a great point and certainly um, something to keep a very close eye on. And I love to you talking about some of the technology and, and virtual care opportunities um, that are really becoming more and more available and increasing the access to care. So um, that'll definitely be something to look out for as well. And before we wrap up our conversation, I just wanted to ask you about leadership. As this healthcare industry evolves and in, in, um, changes to meet the needs of patients and healthcare organizations, what do you think that leaders will need in order to be successful over the next two to three years? What skills or 
teams around them will be really, really crucial for the most successful leaders going forward. Yeah, you know, I think about this a lot, obviously, and you want to make sure that you're on the mark whenever you're thinking about these types of things because you sort of set your path and your strategy based on that. You know, I think for me um, and any most healthcare leaders, I should say, are going to say that first and foremost, you got to have a clear focus on the patient care piece and the quality piece of it, right? That's foundational. So, you know, I think that that regardless of what year you're talking about, whether it's 10 years ago or 10 years in the future, that piece has to be in place. But as far as what a leader needs in the next two to three years, on top of that, I really think we have to focus on being truly servant leaders, meaning that we are laser focused on, you know, how can we help our caregivers give better care to those patients? How can we help their daily work life? And if we focus on that, I really do think that it will make their jobs, our, all of our providers, our physicians, nurses, ancillary staff, all, everybody's providers' um, jobs just a little bit more manageable and, and not just manageable, but actually enriching. And I think that if we can do that, you know, leading from the front by keeping our, our eyes on operations and not, and not being too focused on um, C-suite activities and really making sure we keep a connection with everybody on the front line, I, I do think that's probably going to be one of the most important skill sets uh, for leadership here in the next few years. And I think just like we talked about in the last section, I think having an innovative mindset is going to be super important, right? We we can't do things like we've always done it. Um, and that's just not going to work anymore for our patients and it's not going to work anymore for our organizations. And so I think we have to have to not be afraid to rethink the way we deliver care in the ways that, that we've already discussed and also think about different staffing models, for example, different compensation models, digitization. I think all these things are very important and, and, and going to be skill sets that any leader stepping into this arena is going to need to be well-versed in and to be focused on in the coming years. That makes a lot of sense. You know, it is really helpful to kind of think it and move your focus in that way to, to really just understand what's going to be crucial and, and think differently. Is there anything that you do to challenge yourself to be more innovative or get yourself in the space where you can think creatively and outside of the box? You know, I think what I try to do with my leadership team at the beginning of, of every meeting is just kind of ask the question, you know, what's going well and what's not. And I think that if you ask that question truly, and you're not just doing it as an exercise, it can allow a lot of great discussion because if somebody talks about something that's not going well, that just immediately opens the door for, well, what, how can we make that better? Or what, what can we do to improve that process? And then alternatively, if something's going really well, well, you better figure out why it's going really well so you can apply it to something else that may not be. So I think for me, that has been helpful because I truly – I am trying to to allow the leadership team that work with me and even our frontline providers to give that kind of constant steady stream of feedback on those those types of issues so that we can uh, become more innovative because I think if we don't if we don't figure out those things that we may not know we don't know uh, we're going to be we're going to be left behind Fantastic point. Alan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really interesting discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks so much for having me, Laura.